When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody on Educated Economist here. So a lot of people ask me where it is that I get my news information from, like what websites I go to. And I really don't follow any any particular like website or channel or anything like that. I just kind of peruse the different headlines. I look and see what different headlines are interesting to me. I might read some of those articles if people are talking about a particular topic of interest like you know like wow the repo market hit a new record or something i might google that and look at the different news articles that come up from um from typing in a particular search you know into the search engine but for the most part i do not follow anyone like i don't go to any one website or news outlet and see what they have to say i don't ever do that ever um but i do go to google quite a bit as far as like you know just searching out the different uh the different headlines that are that are popping up and what's interesting is when you do that and you have like this kind of shotgun effect of like news articles that come up it's really interesting to see like what information is being talked about throughout the different news outlets and for the a while there it was nothing but inflation 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 everywhere i looked people were talking about the inflation every single news media outlet Every article, everybody was talking about it. And now, that's switched to taper. Everybody's talking about the Fed taper. Tapering, tapering, tapering. And now, like, the inflation thought is almost, like, dissipating away. Like, there's still a lot of people talking about it. But it seems to be, like, kind of on the back burner where tapering is now moved up to the, to the, to the forefront of the news articles. And to me, it's, that is the monetary policy. That jawboning, that using of the media, that perception that people have, that is where the Federal Reserve truly gets their monetary power from right now. It's not from their actions. Like a lot of people think about like <clears throat> what it is that the investors are going to do when the Federal Reserve acts, like the the different like efforts that they actually take place, you know, whether or not they actually do the tapering. They are trying to anticipate what the markets are going to do from that tapering. But that's not the Federal Reserve's monetary policy. Their monetary policy are the forward guidance, the job owning, the credible threats that they are giving. That is their monetary policy. So when they say that they are going to let inflation run extra hot for extra long for an extended period of time, that was the monetary policy. If you have this perception that the Federal Reserve is going to allow inflation to run extra hot for extra long for an extended period of time, then you're going to believe it. It's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And people will start behaving in ways that causes inflation to take place. They will start buying cars for more and more expensive because they believe that cars are going to become more expensive going into the future. The same thing with houses or stocks or anything else that's out there. This is the self-fulfilling prophecy that comes from telling people, hey, there's going to be a lot of inflation coming. So people will believe it and then they go and act in that way. But the Federal Reserve never did anything. They didn't do anything except for say that that was going to take place. Now think about it. They still 
have not changed anything about the way they conduct in business. They still have the low interest rate policies. They still have the, you know, quantitative easing of purchasing of uh, mortgage-backed securities and the treasuries. None of that stuff has changed. But now they're talking about tapering. And they have the market's perception of this tapering event that's going to be coming into the future. And so now you're starting to find the articles out there saying how to position yourself to be ready for the tapering that's going to come. You see what's happened here? Like the Fed still has done nothing yet. They have done nothing that's changed except for the forward guidance, except for the words that they're using and what they are making the, the markets believe that they are going to do. And so even now, like when it comes to the tapering, like you have a few of the, you know, the Fed presidents and governors out there saying, well, you know, I mean, we did say that we were going to taper this year towards the end of this year, maybe even in the fall. But, you know, we might even wait until like the beginning of next year or something. You see how they're already moving that goalpost, trying to govern where it is that people's perception is like, is inflation coming or isn't it coming? Well, there is coming, but that's OK, because the Federal Reserve is going to actually stop the inflation by doing this whole tapering event. So now the inflation will probably begin to back off before the Federal Reserve even does anything, just because the market's perception of inflation is going to be one of moving into tapering, where the Federal Reserve is going to back off on that easy money policy. This is, I mean, this is the way that I have been watching the Federal Reserve for quite some time. So when people were getting all excited about the inflation, like, I mean, you go back and watch my videos. I never got excited about inflation. I never said anything about what was taking place was inflationary. I said there was supply chain breakdowns. Now, I followed the, the lumber industry closer than anything else. And people were pointing at lumber saying, look at all the inflation. Look at the inflation. I said, that's not inflation. That was not inflation. That is a complete supply chain breakdown. That will go away. That will dissipate. And you're going to find prices come back down to earth again. And that's exactly what happened. Even today, I still don't see where inflation had ever affected the lumber industry. It was supply chain breakdown, and that's exactly what had happened. It was demand for a particular product that would pay any price in order to continue on with their project. That situation is very unique, and it was very difficult to see. If you were not in the middle of the industry, that would have been a hard one to, to try even wrap your head around. But having been right there in the middle of it, I saw it plain as day. And I was like, nope, that is not destruction of the dollar. You can call it what you will, but it's not that. Right? That was supply chain breakdown. And so this is going to happen throughout the rest of the industries. I mean, I can, I can really see it. Like the Federal Reserve is pushing that tapering talk. It's because they're really trying to keep the house prices from going into bubble territory. They're trying to get people to believe that there's going to be higher interest rates coming into the future. And they're like, whoa, man, I don't know. If there's higher interest rates in the future. That's going to put a hard, you know, it's going to put pressure on the real estate market. So you can already see the Federal Reserve is starting to deal with the real estate market just by even saying that there's going to be tapering into the future, that they might back off on those mortgage-backed securities and the interest rates could rise on those real estate projects. Well, next thing you know, the real estate prices start to ease off a little bit. Hmm. Starting to reel in some of that irrational exuberance, are you? I mean, all they have to do is just say it. They don't have to do anything. And if they really push it, saying, oh, man, we're going to put a date on it. On this date, you're going to see tapering happen. Then you would really see some a lot of market action. 
But the Federal Reserve could continue on with their quantitative easing. And when they get closer to that date, they say, look, you know, things have changed. The Delta variant, you know, all kinds of people getting sick, whatever. Again, we're going to have to push that date back a little bit farther. But the markets have already reacted. You see? Those are the type of things that I think about when I look into, you know, what the Federal Reserve and their monetary policy is. I mean, I'll leave a link down in the description for a, a speech that uh, Brainerd, Governor Brainerd gave like, I don't know, six, seven months ago, talking about how it is that they were going to be dealing with this exact moment. Knowing that the employment, like they knew that they were going to get the inflation up, that wasn't going to be the problem. But the Federal Reserve is mandated to do two things. Low and stable prices with an inflation rate of around 2% inflation average over time, whatever the hell that means, and full employment or maximum employment. Now, it used to be that they had this position in which that they were trying to reach a full employment. Now, that's a description all on its own. And if they somehow overshot this full employment, then they were supposed to back off on their efforts, or if they undershot this full employment, then they were supposed to increase their efforts in order to try and achieve this full employment. Now it's maximum employment all the time, no matter what. Like they are on full maximum employment all the time. And that's their goal that they are trying to achieve. And so until they have a reach that, until they have reached that maximum employment, there is no backing off on anything that they're going to do. Now they could use their words as far as like, Hey, you know, we're going to do this tapering thing or whatever. But until maximum employment has been achieved, they're not going to do anything as far as changing the quantitative easing or the interest rates on the Fed funds rate or anything else like that. But they might use their words quite a bit to govern the markets and make them behave in certain directions. So that's one thing that you have to watch for. Once, once the economy has reached that maximum employment once you have heard the news articles and the outlets and everybody else talking about maximum employment and having achieved maximum employment, then that is that will be when the Federal Reserve begins to change the way they actually behave, like with the quantitative easing and all that other stuff. Until then, it's just going to be talk. It's going to be all talk. Uneducated economists, you guys let me know.